Thanks for tuning in to the Change Church podcast. We believe change is more than a church. It's a culture. And we are living out our purpose so that others can find theirs. We hope that this message encourages and inspires you. Now, here's Ashley Hollis. Well, I want to read to you today from Isaiah 43. And I'm going to start in verse 16, but I kind of want to land in verses 18 and 19. But Isaiah 43, verse 16, it starts, it says, This is what the Lord says, He who made a way through the sea, a path through the mighty waters, who drew out the chariots and horses, the army and reinforcements together, and they lay there never to rise again, extinguished, snuffed out like a wick. Forget the former things, do not dwell on the past. See, I am doing a new thing. Now it springs up, do you not perceive it? I am making a way in the wilderness, and streams in the wasteland. Verse 18 and 19, let's just read it one more time, okay, because it's that good. Forget the former things, do not dwell on the past. See, I am doing a new thing, now it springs up, do you not perceive it? I am making a way in the wilderness and streams in the wasteland. I want to talk to you today about becoming a prioritist. If you're taking notes, you can write that down, becoming a prioritist. Now, this message comes to you from my real life, okay? I mentioned it a couple minutes ago, but um, for those of you who may not know, Elijah and I, before launching Change Church, we were youth pastors in Kennan Square, and so just right south of the city, right near Longwood Gardens, and it was so awesome, and we lived out there, and then we moved into Philadelphia, and we kept that house, and I was like, my, you know, my parents, like, I love my dad. He's very real. So he's like, Ash, why don't you just sell the house? Just move to Philadelphia. I'm like, no, dad, why would I do that? I'm going to keep it. I'm going to Airbnb it. It's going to be the greatest thing. I'm going to be able to have a place to get away to. It has a studio. Man, I like, I had every justification for keeping this house. Okay, it was going to be worship retreats. It was going to be this. It was going to be that. I just was going to keep the house. So he's like, all right, that's fine. So he comes up and helps Elijah and I get it all ready, and we get it all ready for Airbnb. We Airbnb'd it starting in January, and it went great for the first few months. It was phenomenal. And then I got some people that were, like, not so awesome. And so I was like, wow, this is not the experience I thought it was going to be, and I'm spending hours on the phone with Airbnb, and I'm trying to reset things. And, you know, this one lady, like, gives me a bad review because she doesn't like my decor. And I was like, you don't get to get bad reviews for that. Like, that's not even fair. So we're going back and forth, whatever. And so we go away, and, and Elijah and I went to Kansas. My grandfather passed away last um, two months ago. And so last month we went home to be with my family, and we were there, and we're talking through it. We're like, you know what? We probably, we, we need to sell the house. We need to sell the house. I think finally, if I'm totally honest with all of us, I think that through our transition and launching the church, I think I was a little burned out, and so it was a little hard to think of downsizing, selling a house, doing everything, and so it was easier to hold on to it, and that just, that felt easy. It was great. I loved that house. We had great memories there, and so we went to Kansas, and I was like, yeah, I mean, we probably need to sell it. Like, what are we going to do? And so I'm looking at our schedule, and it's so crazy, and I said, all right, we have one week from Father's Day to the 22nd that I can shut down life and clean my house. I can, I'm can. i going to have to downsize. We went from a bigger house. Now we're coming into an apartment here. And I said, all right, 
We're going to have to downsize. We're just going to go out there. Elijah, get an energy drink. I got a big old espresso. And I was like, here we go. And we bought out Target of Rubbermaid. And we get to our house. And we start downsizing. And I mean, I'm just like, I purge everything, okay? I, if I could, I would clean my house like this. Like, I would hold a trash bag. I would just push right on off into the trash bag. That's how I do. Now, my husband, on the other hand, God bless him, he, everything has a memory, okay? Everything is important. It was, you know, the pair of socks that he wore when he first learned to roller skate, and it was so good, and he went through everything. And so I'm like, okay, so I'm speed cleaning. <laughs> he said not that bad. So I'm speed cleaning. I'm like, Lex, you help the kids with the toys. I'll take care of the rest of it. Like, I'll get rid of it. So he keeps coming up. He's like, babe, wh what is this? I found this. Babe, what are you doing with this? I was like, don't even worry about it, Lex. Just don't even worry. It's going to be fine. So we're going through all these things. So I want to talk to you today about becoming a prioritist. Because this week I went through this thing, and I was telling you earlier, I had this sense of overwhelmedness. Like, I thoroughly realized this this week how much excess we live in, okay? And it was just unreal. I mean, when you clean out your house, you would think you're a hoarder, but you're not. But, like, you would think, oh, my goodness. And I was on the phone with my parents, and I was just like, Dad, it just never stops. Like, I have only slept four hours in two days, and I'm still going through things. And I was like, you know, I got to the end of it. We started on this upstairs in the main level. And I got to the basement, and that's where this really hit me hard because I start going through things, and I go through things, and I'm on the phone with my dad. He's, like, checking in every few hours. You know, he's driving between meetings. How's it going now, Ash? I'm like, Dad, I'm getting rid of everything, and so help me if you ever buy my children another toy in their lives. I was like, we appreciate experiences. And so I'm, like, joking, and I'm like, not to be ungrateful, I said, but we're going to become minimalist. Like, we're just going to be minimalist. We're, we don't need things. We're going to just give these things away, and we're going to bless people, and we do not need this. And my dad and I were talking, and we began to talk about the difference between a minimalist and a prioritist, because I really was struggling with this this week, because I was like, why do I have this stuff? Do I need this? Like, I just need to minimalize. I need to get rid of everything. And my dad's like, Ash, you don't need to get rid of everything. You just need to prioritize what you take with you. And I was like, wow, that's good. That is really, really good advice, Dad. So I need to figure out how to do that, and I need to figure out how to do that in my life. And so today, I want to challenge us with a couple of things that God really spoke to me, impressed on me this week um, as we were doing our house. And, man, I had hours to sit there with worship music on and have God speak to me. And so if you're taking notes, I want you to jot these things down because I'm hoping that my week of chaos can absolutely set a lot of us free in life. And, and the first thing is perspective is power. That was one of the biggest things God challenged me with this week. We, um, just to give you a little perspective, we got rid of 72 30-gallon trash bags, and we donated five van loads of things. Five, okay? A lot. We got rid of a lot of things. It's slightly embarrassing how many things I had. So um, we got rid of them, and 
we put them all out on the curve and we're giving things away and I'm like, hey, does anyone need dishes? Like, who can I give dishes to in the church family? Does anybody need a table and chairs? Like, who can I bless with this? And we're going through and I kept my kids with me all week to do this and it would have been probably easier. My friend Katie was like, hey, do you want the kids to come over here? I was like, honestly, they probably need to do this with us because I don't want them to feel like I ransacked their life, you know? And so they're going through and we're going through toys and I mean, the amount of toys, like, I literally put on my Instagram story, like, I think we single-handedly tried to keep Toys R Us in business. It, it was crazy, like, the amount of toys we had, and, and so we're going through, and the kids are cleaning through things, and they're like, oh, I remember when, oh, look at this, and I'm like, yep, I said, now listen, guys, I've never told you this before, but I want you to dump everything on the toy room floor, and they're like, what? I'm like, every basket, every bag of toys. Go find them, dump them on the floor. It's a game. We dump everything out. I said, now listen, here is your one Rubbermaid. I was like, I need you to pick whatever out of this pile is a priority to you. I need you to put it in here, and that's what we're going to take to our new house in Philadelphia. And they were like, okay. And so they go through, and I'm, I think in my mind, as a parent, I thought this was going to be traumatic. I thought they were going to have a hard time with it. You know, I, I didn't know. So they go through. On Nate fills her bucket like halfway. She's like, I'm done. I was like, what? That, that's all you want to take? She's like, yeah, I got everything I love. I was like, okay, that's amazing. And, and we're going through, and we're going through everything. And it was our last night, and so we stayed in the house Friday night as our last night before it lifts. And we, we had this moment where we said to the kids, okay, let's take a minute, and let's sit down, and let's celebrate our favorite memories of this house. Let's celebrate what God did here. Let's celebrate, you know, for us as a family, you may know we have a manna jar, and that comes from when God told the Israelites to keep manna and tell the future generations about it. And so we have a manna jar with casts, and we have hospital bands, and we have the house key. That house was exactly the floor plan that we wanted to build, and it had been sitting vacant. And so just blessing after blessing. And so we wrote down everything that God had done in that house and then we said okay guys now let's focus on what's to come what is god going to do in the next house in philadelphia who are we going to get to host in the next house in philadelphia what ways are we expecting god to move in the next season why because perspective is everything that's why i love this scripture in isaiah and here's what i want you to catch out of this god's not telling the israelites to forget the bad things He's saying those things that God did was incredible. The way God delivered you, the way God saved you, the way God provided for you, that was amazing. But that's nothing compared to what is to come. And I think that what I felt so in my spirit this week was that some of us hold on to the good things of the past and we don't allow room for the better things of the future. It's not that we're holding on to past pain. It's not that we're holding on to past, oh, this hurt, oh, this, oh, that, I lost this. It's sometimes in our minds, our perspective is not, what am I clearing room for God to do? And God wants to do something new in us as a church. God wants to do something new in your life, in your job, in your family. But perspective is power perspective is everything. It's saying, yes, I'm celebrating what God did here, but I'm moving to the future. I'm moving into the future. Sometimes, all too often, we focus on what we've lost, 
easily we could have sat there with our kids and said, man, guys, we had to give up our big yard. We had to give up our quiet neighborhood. We had to give up, you know, my kids, like, Zion's a basketball fanatic, if you don't know. And so he plays basketball through our whole house. And it was great. He had a hoop up and everything, and I thought it was just phenomenal. And then we moved into Philadelphia where you have shared walls. And um, it was crazy because I didn't know everything could be heard through the whole, like, street. And so everyone's like, wow, what's happening in the Hollis house over there? And Zion's just playing basketball. But it's crazy because I think there's so many things you could focus on what you lost. But perspective is power. And so I ask you today, what new things does God have for you? What are the things that you're going to celebrate, but what do you need to put down to make room for the new? Number two, what you look to fill, you will. What you look to fill, you will. Um, When Elijah and I got married, we lived in like a thousand square foot mobile home, and it had one shed behind it. And the shed was practically full of, like, the ATV and the bow and arrow and, like, all the fun toys. And so we just had this one mobile home. We didn't have a basement. We didn't have storage. We didn't have anything. What we had was all we had. And then we moved up to the house that we're now selling, and we had so much space for days. And we had a basement the size of our mobile home. And we had things after things. And you know what's crazy to me is? We only lived in that house for about four years. And somehow, in four years, I acquired 72 30-gallon trash bags and five van loads of things. Four years. I didn't live there like, God bless my parents, someday when they have to move. I mean, they've lived in their house for 26 years. Like, I was not even there that long. My dad was like, yeah, you want to know what it would take for us to move out of here. I was like, I can't even imagine. Can I tell you it's the same thing in in our lives. What we look to fill, we will. I had so much space to fill. And so I had dishes on dishes on dishes. And I had a whole toy room. So we filled a whole toy room. And we had a whole studio. And so we filled a whole studio. And I just got so convicted this week as I sat there. And this, please hear me, this is not about things. Like, I loved my things, and I love that I got to bless other people with those things. I, I do not have any regrets. But it was such a parallel for me. Because as I sat there, I thought, wow. And isn't that how our life is? If I look to fill with, I need this job, I need this job, then I'll try to find that job, that job, that job. And if I need this relationship, then I'll look for affirmation from this relationship, this relationship. And if I need just that one one friend to meet that one need, then I'm going to try to find that one friend to meet that one need. And this week, I just got so convicted. As I was becoming a prioritist, I thought, wow, what's actually a priority in my life? I would ask you, what's a priority in your life to fill? What is it that you need to fill? Probably your relationship with God would be your first space that you need to fill. But after that, what are you filling? Because the more spaces that you create, you'll fill them. The more needs that you come up with, you'll strive to fill them. What a blessing that we become these prioritists, that we prioritize our relationship with God and everything else falls into place. The third thing 
is you can't look more to the past than you are to the future. This one I got pretty convicted about because we had like eight or 12 Rubbermaids of memories, okay? It was like literally the Rubbermaids were labeled memories. I was like, what is this? And so we're going through, and you know, Elijah's like, should we go through it? I'm like, no, we don't need to go through it. We haven't looked at it in eight years. Just get rid of it. He's like, no, we need to look at it. And I'm like, okay. So we go through the memories, and he's like, oh, my word, remember when? Oh, my word. And if I can be really honest with you, that is probably the one time that it got a little hard for me because I sat there, and I was like, oh, my word. Like, I'm calling my mom because my mom sews, and she's super crafty. So I'm like, mom, I, I'm having to change everything about my mindset like I grew up in a family that always upsized we didn't downsize and so I grew up in a family that my parents kept my toys that now they can get out those toys for when my kids come over and my parents kept my baby clothes not all of them but some of them so that when Anne was born she could wear my little dresses and so this was my mindset right because how many of you know sometimes things are generational? Sometimes things are what you're handed down. And so this was my normal. There was nothing bad about it, but it was my normal. And so as Elijah and I began to go through these boxes of memories and clothes and everything, and I was like, oh, my word. Like, now I can't save these for when Zion and Onay have kids. And I was like, well, am I going to be a bad someday grandma? Like, if I don't have clothes and toys for my kids, I mean, this sounds silly, but like, it was very real for me. I was like, oh my word. Like, and my dad was like, I can't believe you're worrying about this. I was like, dad, it's real life. Like, what do I do? And I was like, I don't even know. And so I called my mom. I'm like, mom, can you sew a quilt of all my kids' baby clothes? Because I can save a quilt. I just can't save Rubbermaids of clothes. And can I do a digital frame? And I'm, I'm like trying to Pinterest strategic ways to save memories in a minimalist lifestyle. Okay, and it's real out there, by the way. If you guys want to find good ideas, Pinterest has great ideas. So I'm going through all these things, and I was like, what am I going to do? What am I going to do? And I sat there, and I was like, it's so crazy. And then Lauren and I were talking this week about, so I was just like processing this out loud. Everyone who called me this week, I was like, you'll never believe what God's doing to me. But I sat there, and I was like, wow, this is so crazy. And as we talked, we talked through the fact that we sometimes believe that when we get rid of the memory things, we've gotten rid of the memories themselves. And I think sometimes, even for us in our lives, we hold so on to the past that we don't look to the future. And I was processing out loud, and we're talking, and I'm praying, and I'm like, my goodness, it's crazy because I'm sitting here, and I'm looking, my pile of memory tubs is almost as big as my pile of my whole life tubs, okay? And I'm sitting in between these two things, and I thought, wow, and God just so clearly spoke to me. But Ash, are you looking to your past, or are you looking to your future? And I sat there, and I was like, wow, everything about this was so good. It was so God. The last season of our life was incredible, but that's not where I'm looking. I'm looking to the future. The fourth thing is you never know what you can live without until you do. You never know what you can live without until you do. And again, going back to these things, we, we got back into the unfinished part of the basement, and we're going through thing after thing and Rubbermaid, and this is where some of them are labeled like 
2008 to 2011. I'm like, no, it's been eight years. We haven't seen it. Like, just get rid of it. And Lige and I are going through. And we're just, I mean, we literally, I wish you guys, we could have, like, had a video camera set up. It was hilarious going through all of these different things and all of these different tubs. And Elijah, we were laughing because he was like, babe, I need to take these clothes. I was like, but why? Like, we haven't used them in eight months. It's been a locked closet. He's like, oh, babe. And then he found his um, Dick Tracy action figures, right? And so he's like, and I asked him, I said, Lige, can I please share this? He's like, yes, you can. Right? He gets out the action figures. I said, Lige, why? Like, wh- you, they're, they're a half of a Rubbermaid. Like, my Rubbermaid space is tight right now. Like, it's half of it. And he's like, Ash, those are from when I was little. I was like, I understand that. But can Zion play with them? And he's like, no, they're in the packaging. I was like, but why? He said, well, because they're very valuable. I said, we'll look them up on eBay. And he was like, what? I was like, well, look them up. Tell me what they're worth. So he pulls them up, and we had been cleaning through. It was actually very funny. We found like $68 in cash and all of our random stuff. And so he's looking through them, and he goes, oh. And I was like, well, what are they worth? He was like, $15 each. I was like, oh, my word. I said, well, who would have thought? I was like, look, I have $60 cash. I was like, can I trade you $60 cash to open the Dick Tracy action figures? I was like, listen, we can keep them. We just don't need them in the packaging. He was like, okay, yes, that, yes, that is fair. We can do that. I was like, okay. And we're going through and we're going through. And I'm like, Lige, but we haven't had it. We haven't had it in so long. And can I challenge you with this in your walk with God? There are a lot of things that we as humans carry in as normal. I won't pretend to know what your normal is. You can't pretend to know what mine is because each of us have something different. Each of us have a different history. Each of us come from different families. Each of us have different things. And we carry things with us into our future. I don't know if this is going too far, but I would pose that some of us carry anger into our futures because, well, it's what I experienced as a kid. Or some of us carry fear because, well, I I didn't have, so now I'm afraid. And some of us carry these different guilt because you maybe grew up in a family where you your family felt guilty or you were made to feel guilty. And so we carry these things into our future, and it's like, well, I can't live without it. I mean, I couldn't give that up at church. I can give God the rest of my life except this one part. And we carry these these things into our futures. And it's exactly like Lige and I looked at each other and said, but we've been without it so long. And you know what's crazy is last summer when we were looking for a place here in Philadelphia, that's actually when my family tried to get us to sell our house for the first time. My dad was like, Ashley, this is so ignorant. Like, why don't you just sell the house? And I was like, no, dad, I can't imagine. Like, I need everything in this house. Like, I can't go without this, these things. And so until I can get a place that has as much space, I can't go without this. And it's incredible how much a difference of eight months has made. Because living eight months without all those things, I'm like, oh my word, why did I have six sets of dishes? Oh my word, why did I have cups on cups on cups? Oh my goodness, why did I have this, that, and the other? Why? Because now there's this gap, there's this span of eight months that I've lived without something. So now I realize, oh, I really don't need it. 
But last summer, if you had asked me, I would never get rid of it. It was the most important thing. I used it for hosting. I didn't value like I need things, but I do believe those were tools and I hosted and I loved it and it was so much fun. Can I tell you the same thing in our relationships, in our walk with God, as we move forward into the future, there are some things that I would, I would ask you, if you did a little bit of self-examination, if you did a little bit of downsizing, decluttering, becoming a prioritized in your own life, you would probably come up with a couple things that you're like, but I don't know if I can live with that. But I don't know, that's how I've always talked to my significant other. But I don't know, that's how as a kid I was always made to feel. And so we carry these things. Can I tell you what I want to do today as we end? I want to take a moment and I want to downsize and get rid of some of those things. Because there are some things that we carry. And if we're not cautious, we carry them around like baggage. And if I hadn't cleaned my whole house, do you even want to know how many storage units I probably would have filled of things? But after I got rid and I downsized and I said, you know what? My life is so much better without that. I can enjoy so many different things. I can go different places. I feel so free. Yesterday when Elijah and I pulled away from the house and everyone was done working on it and it was all clean and everything's out of it. And I was like, feel so free and it wasn't a free that like oh I'm so glad I'm done that was the best place for the season I was in but when I got that freedom I said oh my goodness I can't believe I can't believe that I almost just carried it into my future because it was what I've always done or what I've always known and I want to challenge us today to take a few minutes and examine our hearts and say, what is it in your life that you need to lay down? Because I promise you, if you journal it, you mark it in your app, put it in your calendar, maybe you need to post something on social media so that it pops up every year as a memory or something. Like, this is the day you got rid of X. This is the day I laid down that. This is the day I chose to go free from this because I promise you, promise you, promise you that in a couple months you'll be like, wow, wow, I didn't even realize how much I didn't need it. I didn't even realize how much I didn't need to carry that weight. I didn't even realize how much I didn't need to handle that. I didn't even realize, go through the list. There are so many things. And what I am praying so hard for us today is that we experience that freedom, that we experience, and it's so funny, and the parallel, and I love how God speaks. I love how sometimes it's just such funny ways that he speaks to us. But this week, as I sat there, and we sat outside the house, and I said, my goodness, God, I'm so grateful for the way you speak. I'm so grateful for the past that I've had, but I'm even more grateful for the future that I'm walking into. And I wonder what would happen to us as a church family if we said, God, I'm so grateful for what you've done. God, I'm so grateful for the teams you've built. God, I'm so grateful for the moments we've had in your presence. But God, I'm even more excited 
for what's to come. I'm even more excited for the new family members that are going to join the Change family. I'm even more excited for the encounters that I'm going to have with you. What about your own life? What would that look like in your own life? To say, God, I'm so grateful for this. I'm so grateful for the opportunities you've given me. But God, I'm even more grateful for what's to come. If you would, would you stand with me today? I want to stand, and in this moment, I want to ask you to close your eyes, bow your heads, and our prayer team is here and available, and they would love to pray with you, but if you would say to me, hey, Ash, I have some things that I need to lay down. I have some things that I need to downsize. I have perspectives that I need to shift. I have some areas that I've been trying to fill that I need to stop trying to fill. If you would say any of those, man, I've been dealing with that, and now I just want to run into my future. I want to set my past aside, and I want to look to the future of what God has for me. If that's you, would you raise your hand right now so that our prayer team can pray with you? Amen. Amen. Look into the future. Come on, God has so much for each of us. God has so many new opportunities. God has new relationships. That doesn't mean everything of the past has to go. It doesn't mean you have to quit. Sometimes we treat it as this, oh, well, if I say no to that, then I'm giving it completely up. No, those are memories of what God's done. Keep the memories, but just move towards the future. Just turn your perspective focusing on the future, not the perspective of focusing on the past, focusing on what you lost. I want to pray for us today. God, I thank you for what you've spoken in this place. God, I thank you for the freedom that you're releasing in these moments. God, the way that you're showing up. God, the way that you're clearing out the past. God, the way that you're downsizing spaces that we focused on and areas that we've tried to fill. God, today, would you just bring it back to you, just to you and who you are. God, you fill every space. You reveal every opportunity. God, you are it. And so today we bring it back to you. God, I thank you for your freedom. God, I thank you for this church family. God, I thank you for the future that we're running into. God, every individual here today, you plan. God, you knew who was going to be here. You knew what was going to be spoken. And God, you knew what chains were going to be set free. God, what perspectives were going to be shifted. God, I thank you that you're equipping us to run into our future, Jesus. In your name we pray. Amen. At Change Church, we believe in doing life together. If you want to connect with us, you can visit us online at thisischange.org or any social media platform at thisischangephl. Thanks for joining us and have an amazing week.